So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. Why is it that everybody loves a dove? It's a sign of peace, and when I look at a pigeon, it's pretty much the same bird. Okay, maybe not by scientific standards, but in my mind it is. We just seem to hate so much on pigeons. I don't understand it. John Bates is the curator of birds at the Field Museum. How big of a difference is there between a dove and a pigeon, John? Well, they're actually very closely related. They're part of the same order of birds, and it's a very large and very successful order that's found all over the world. And why is it we look down on pigeons and we elevate doves? You know, I think... That's a long story. I mean, pigeons have a long association with humans going back thousands of years, and and so we just kind of take them for granted. Yeah, especially in the city. Um, Nothing frustrates me more when I I see people let their children attempt to, you know, kick a pigeon or... I just, I've seen some terrible things in the city, and it just goes back to that thought process that somehow those birds don't have any value. And there are people in the city that are trying to change that perception, right? Yeah, there's actually a big community. And part of that's based on the fact that pigeons have some unbelievable traits. In other words, they're incredible. They have incredible homing abilities to to come back to their uh, coops from hundreds of miles away um, after being released. And, and they're also, you know, they're quite frankly, if you if you look at them closely, they're really beautiful birds. I think the iridescent colors around their necks sometime are absolutely amazing. I will tell you, I have stopped in the middle of an intersection, picked up one that was injured, put it in my car, and attempted to get it help. <laughs> Look, I think they're pretty u- unique, beautiful birds, and and pigeons have a pretty big history in Chicago. Tell us about some of that. Well, I mean... I- you go to any big city in the world and there's almost certainly going to be pigeons there and Chicago's no different. So, you know, from the time that Chicago was founded, people would have brought pigeons to the city and they, they, they get out and then they live in the, in the urban areas quite successfully. So they're dealing with the winters just like we are and they're outside the whole time and they do that. They're finding nesting sites on our, our buildings. And so they're just, they're, they're incredibly adaptable in the sense of being around uh, any urban setting like Chicago. I always look at those birds, those pigeons in Chicago, and think if you just fly 60 miles west, you won't have all the issues that you have here. And I do have a farm in western Illinois, and there are pigeons in the middle of nowhere. I find that kind of odd. Are there different types that, you know, might be attracted to the city? Are these? I know in the city you identified these as rock pigeons? Yeah, I mean they're they're all the same thing. They're all the same species, and and uh, the amazing thing is rock pigeons actually occur out in the wild in in uh, Western and Eastern uh, Europe into Russia, and so they're native to mountainous areas where they nest in rock cliffs and stuff. And so you know that's kind of predispose them to be able to one survive cold conditions, but two live in areas that are built like the landscapes around Chicago. And why do they call them rats with wings? Well, because rats and pigeons have a lot in common. They're, they're both basic parts of biodiversity, but but uh, they've figured out how to be human condensals where they, they, they can live in urban environments 
of all different kinds, like your farm in Western Illinois, and at the same time, uh, you know, living with humans has its problems. Are they are they like rats? Because I was reading something that said they're meticulously clean birds, and I think most people in Chicago would argue that because they seem to poop on every sidewalk we want to walk on because there's so many of them, and where else are they going to go? But why would people identify them as clean birds? Well, I would say that rats are pretty clean with respect to, to where they poop and things. And maybe I don't know, that's an interesting question that I, you know, one of the reasons why they, they're so successful may be that, that they can poop places and then go other places to, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, I get it. People, people, they bug people, but at the same time, I mean, they're just out there doing their thing. And uh, if you look at the plumage on those birds, they're all, almost always very well kept. Uh, what about the pigeons that are used as carrier pigeons? Can all pigeons take on that role or be trained to do that? So that's an interesting question. Um, it's certainly one of the one of the interesting things about bringing things into captivity is you have what's called artificial selection, just like you do with dogs. And so it's it's probably true that most pigeons have some homing ability, but it's certainly been selected for in the in the carrier pigeon line. They've just over over hundreds of generations, people have made them be really good at that and taking advantage of what was out there probably in nature naturally in the bird. And John, as a curator of birds at the Field Museum, I have to ask about all the birds that have been hitting buildings. I had seen an article over the past 24, maybe 48 hours that 40,000 have died, I want to say, hitting McCormick Place. Is that true? No, it's not true. I mean, that over over all time, that's how many have hit McCormick Place. But but we've been monitoring McCormick Place for decades, and and most of the time, if McCormick Place keeps the curtain shut and the lights off, not many birds will hit. Um, what happens through Chicago is it's an incredible place for migration, and the one event on in October of this past year that where a lot of birds died was one of the most amazing movements of my, of of migrant birds that we've seen in one period ever. And because of that, the city was in the way and a lot of birds hit hit buildings across the city that day. And yeah, I think the article did say it was for the entirety that McCormick Place has been there. Uh, Migration is still underway, right? I came across probably three or 400 swans, big white swans that were in a farm field. I see that the Great Lakes pelicans are on the move and the bald eagles are certainly making the journey north. Anything else that we should keep our eyes open for? Well, the first red-winged blackbirds are starting to show up, and those will be males that that sing, and then later on in the season as they defend their nest sites will dive bomb people. Yes, yes. Um, So, you know, it's a nice time to be in the middle of February with winter still coming, and, and yet these birds are actually on the move and getting back to some of their breeding areas. And how many birds are on display at the Field Museum? Well, we have upwards of 3,000 birds on display, and I would say there's something like uh, 2,000 species. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I thought the article that I was reading about pigeons and how many people in Chicago who are actually trying to save them was of interest. And, of course, your name came up in that. So we hope to have a conversation with you again in the future. Thanks for having me, Lisa. John Bates, curator of birds at the Field Museum. Steve's News is next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.